Are you guys excited for the season to start just like we are? I'm excited because it ties here. Let's talk about it. Armchair GM Podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's get rolling. Hey, Dylan, why don't you uh, start us off? Tell us what we're talking about today. Well, training camps around the corner. We've got a uh, rookie camp going on, I think, starting tomorrow. And uh, I figure we talk a little bit about training camp. Uh, let rookie camp go on a little bit before we actually uh, speculate on that too much. But mm-hmm. uh, let's welcome in Ty. Um, he's been uh, – he was one of our old uh, – Old. co-host for a little while there before his life got a little busy but we'd like to welcome him back in as a i'm back baby yeah welcome back, back. the shit is packed we're here we're ready to roll <laughs> it's, a, it's it's an amazing world that that we live in when five months is old yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you know life just kind of sneaks up on you all like that and all of a sudden you're just you're you got no time for anything else but thank god i'm back i had some time tonight so what it's are we amazing talking about? what work can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. But I'm lo- I'm we're lo- looking forward to having you on uh, every once in a while throughout the season, whenever you get a chance. So uh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm loving the uh, the background there, Ty. Oh yeah, here we go. Yeah. We got the the new boys. We got the old boys. A little bit of everything. We got some Markstrom back here. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Full lineup. Love it. Basically, hoping that's what one of the lineups is going to look like this year. But you know. Huberto is probably going to be on the first. They're going to put these other guys on the second. I mean, it's likely. Yeah, it, it is. It's it's likely. And unfortunately, for ninety one and eighty eight, they probably won't be on the first. But that's no, okay. Exactly. But that's yeah. okay because I mean, you need you need more than one line to roll. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, speaking of uh, Huberto and Kadri, that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing in camp is just how well those two guys gel together and seeing kind of how they gel not only together, but with the rest of the team, uh, because, you know, chemistry is a big thing. And I, you know, I expect some good things. I'm not going to go out there and say that these guys are going to light it up like they, they did last year. Cause they both had career years last year, but I'm pretty excited to see just how they do. Well, and the thing is to like, we as Flames fans should be stoked. Like we've got these two superstars that have chosen to come to us over anywhere else for less money. Like they, they want to be here. That yeah. is, that's huge. Yeah. We, we had some guys walking out the door there that superstars. Sure. But you know, they didn't want to be here. You could tell like, especially near the end there, these yeah, guys, they want to be here. That That's Absolutely. the big thing. I, I agree with you there, Ty. The, uh, you know, the feeling around around Calgary was was a lot of doom and gloom there, you know, a couple of days in you know into free agency or just before free agency. Yeah. Um absolutely. And then and then when you when you when you trade for a player and obviously, you know, the first couple of days he, he you know, he was in shock, right? Huberdo, that is. Mm-hmm. Um you, I wasn't sure that he was even gonna come to Calgary at all, to be honest. Just yeah. given the look on his face, because I mean he he was in the middle of trying to negotiate an extension in Florida. Um, 
and gets a call on a Friday night where he believes it's going to be contract related, but uh, lo and behold, they shipped him out uh, the place that he had been, been at forever. And, you know, obviously the franchise that he loved to play in, I'm sure it was easy for him there because he could walk around anywhere, never recognized, you know, all that fun stuff. Right. Doesn't have to worry about a packed stadium yelling at him. Meanwhile, um, he steps off the plane here and immediately he's recognized by Calgarians yeah, that's yelling right. at him like, you let's go. Yeah. And seeing, seeing like the smile on his face, uh, you know, the interview he did at the, at the flames golf tournament that was yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, he seems like he's probably always wanted to play in a, in a market like this, yeah. probably even a more crazy market, but uh you know, it seems like he's happy to be here at least for now. So that's, that's great to see. And honestly, like Kadri's used to it. Like sure. He's spent a couple seasons in, in Colorado, but I mean, he played in Toronto for most of his career. So yeah. Yeah. The spotlight's squarely on him and you know, yeah, yeah. he was much younger back then. So he's definitely matured and he's learned how to deal with that better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you can tell in his interviews that he's, he's matured a fair bit since Toronto. Exactly. Um, you know, I mean, he's he's definitely a lot, lot more calm and 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 cautious with his words, if you will. But of course, I mean, of course, he's at this stage because everybody's just happy about him coming here. So there hasn't been any any sort of uh, negative energy or anything like that. Not saying there will be, but it's uh, you know it's early days, and 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 I I'm hopeful and and excited that things are going to be good for uh, for for Kadri because. You know, when, when he, when things are going good for him, he's a hell of a player. He really is. Yeah. And then we also got that, that other part Uyghur too. Like I'm yeah, excited we, to see him. Well, you, you know, in, in that whole, in that whole trade between with Huberdeau and, and, and Uyghur, mm-hmm. Uyghur was the one I was super excited to, to bring in. Totally. Um, because yeah. I, I honestly didn't think we would extend Huberdeau. I thought we'd have him for a year or, or, you know, just until the, the trade deadline. So I was really thinking that that Uyghur was the key piece, but yep. you know now that things have kind of unfolded the way they have, you know obviously Huberdo becomes the key piece, but Uyghur's an excellent addition to our totally. our, our uh, top four uh, in the defensive side of things. Like I'm I'm really excited to see if they put him with uh, Tanev or, and and see what kind of what kind of season they can possibly have, or even you know Tanev with with Hanovin again. Mm-hmm. Or, well, and that's the thing with Uyghur too. Like he plays both sides. Like yeah. he he does lefty and righty comfortably, so he can slot in wherever. And then yeah, that opens up our fourth line to Shillington and whoever he goes with, including you know our PTO latest PTO Stone. Yeah, who's he's back, baby. Let's go. As if they're not going to sign him. Like, I mean, yeah. how do you not? Those exactly. for, what what he did last year in the playoffs in in uh, Tanev's absence is is just short of of brilliant like it was a, it, it really was great yeah and um, what he's done like every year for this team in general just like yeah. coming in with those minimum contracts absolutely he's the prototypical he's yeah. you know seventh defenseman and and that's exactly what we need out of him i mean we've got about one two three four five four i guess seventh defenseman right now yeah. if you count stone but uh I don't know. I can't see Valimaki uh, being a flame for too much longer. That's one of the one of the points I have here about uh, camp is just seeing how all of these one way defensemen that we have on uh, on 
on contract kind of yeah level out yeah that's I, I think i mean in my opinion stone is the one that stands out as being the you know the, the seven and i and i personally think it's a, a two-way race for for the number eight spot at the at the d line yep you know based on based on the guys that we have there um, yeah i mean that fourth line is it's probably gonna be shillington and Zadorov, like without the, question the, the so third pair yeah for sorry yeah yeah, yeah. third yeah yeah I could see it being Shillington and Zadorov. That that kind of scares me, just because. Uh, I mean, Zadorov really stepped up last year and and uh, proved me wrong as far as the defensive liability part is concerned. And then he had a career year, so hopefully he can continue that. And uh, I mean, the the one thing to note on that though, Zadorov had a had a career year playing with a stay at home defenseman, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so that I I agree with you, Dylan. That that's one thing that kind of freaks me out a little bit because obviously Shillington is not that, um, yeah, at all. So, I mean, I I hope that Daryl can kind of get through to get get through to Oliver on you know just playing defense first, right? You know, the offense will come when 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 the opportunity is there. It doesn't have to be every shift. Well, that's one of my big things too. Is uh, Shillington spent all year not learning from Tanev last year, but he spent all year relying on Tanev. Yeah. And I'm really kind of interested to see how that works you know, with Zadorov. And, you know, maybe we end up seeing like a Uyghur Zadorov pairing and then we see a, see Shillington and, and, uh, and Tanev, yeah, Shillington and Tanev get back together and Zadorov and Uyghur. And then, you know, th- there's so many options and I think I think Daryl's going to try a lot of them, and it, I think it would be really beneficial if we had three pairings that were all, you know, somewhat evenly played instead of having yeah. one, you know, one who's so heavily relied on that they're exhausted by the third period. Mm-hmm. Something I also kind of noticed too last season was like we didn't really speak negatively or even notice anything negative about Shillington until he took that like scary dive into the boards and took that head injury. And then he came back and his, he was a different player. Like he was making more mistakes. He wasn't playing defensively. He was, he was looking like, like Bambi on ice, like timid falling down. Maybe nice callback. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe like this season he comes back in, he's refreshed. He's renewed. He doesn't have that head injury. He's clear minded. Maybe we'll see that he actually did pick up something last season from Tanev I hope so. And I think also at that point, that was also around the time Tanev probably originally started hurting. Mm-hmm. Like right around the time um, Shillington came back from that injury, probably a little too soon and then got rocked again. So yeah, yeah, I can see what you're talking about there. Yeah. Um, I just really, I think Shilling, like we shit on Shillington a lot, but I, I think he's got so much potential. And if he learns a little bit of defense, um, I think that that he could become like a really solid top four defenseman. Mm-hmm. And and you think too, like our top two lines, they're obviously going to be um, in in whatever form is going to be Tanev, Weger, Hannafin, Anderson. They're going to eat the majority of the minutes too. So yeah. whatever role or whatever ice time Zadorov and Shillington have, it's going to be very limited. So I think we have less to worry about than we actually think. Yeah, when when you have the uh, the top two pairs that can that can roll 22 to 24 minutes a night 
exactly regularly you know that 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 takes a lot of the pressure off that that bottom pairing um you know so if there's a situation where the defense isn't looking great daryl can scale it back and just give them the 15 16 Mm -hmm. minutes kind of thing maybe 17 and um and then potentially it won't hurt us as much right so let's talk about tanem for a minute because he's kind of um you know we think he's going to be back for the start of training camp, but who knows if he's going to continue or if he's going to play throughout training camp, he might just mm-hmm. play the last game uh, just to get his legs under him. But yeah. um, apparently he, you know, has been spending most of the off season healing. So I think that might be part of the reason why we have so many extra defensemen um, or even just, just the one or two extra defensemen we're going to have on the roster to start. And that's to kind of um, limit Tanev until he's like fully back into into the swing of things. Yeah, right it's on. not it's not a bad idea, right? Um, obviously, when when we had all those defensemen as as fans, our first thought is, "Oh, is big trade coming? Big trade coming?" Right? And you know, speculation was going there all over the be. place. There still might be. Um, you know, there's still a couple of weeks before things get rolling mm-hmm. before the season starts. So. Mm-hmm. You never know what Brad has has uh, up his sleeve, right? But I mean, I, I think as long as as long as the guys are are, are uh, you know keep keeping the, the you know the shit tight in the back end, I think it'd be all right. You got to keep that shit tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pack it. You got to keep it. Pack pack it. As long as they keep the shit packed at the back yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I I I think. Um, I, th- I think you're right, Dylan, that, you know, just more of a caution thing as far as TANF goes. I mean, yeah, they're saying that he's going to be ready for beginning a training camp, which is great news. Um, yeah. But, I mean, no sense in going hard minutes for for a while, right? Well, and on that sense, too, like, we need – we also need guys that are going to be playing in the A. Yeah. Like, we, we don't necessarily have a whole lot of defense prospects. We've got Kuznetsov, we've got Poirier. Um, Mackie and Valamaki. That's that's four. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of who the other two would be that would play solid minutes down the A. So uh, like, D. Simone, Gilbert, and Malosh. Yeah, not yeah. great options. Right. I mean, Malosh is he's proven NHLer. He yeah. could also vie for that seventh spot. That's the thing. Yeah. But there's probably going to be at least two, three guys that get sent down, and they're going to be playing the top minutes down the A while the other guys are developing and turning into prospects. Yeah, well, that's just it, and and Stone has proven that he can sit in the press box for a month or two at a time and come in and be valuable. Yeah, like uh, you know, really a, good. Yeah, like instantly get get, get the nod and and being playing in in three hours and actually be useful on the ice, right? Yeah. Okay. You mentioned Kuznetsov and Poirier too. Mm-hmm. That's something I, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing in camp and in rookie camp, actually. Yeah. Um, the knock on Poirier has always been um, he's too worried about the offensive side and he doesn't quite, you know, get into the defensive end enough. But from what I've heard last year, he really stepped up and started getting a lot better defensively. Hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not watching St. Dog Sea Sea Dogs. Uh, games so i i can't right. tell you for sure yeah, yeah but that's just what i've heard and he's been paired with kuznetsov 
for a lot of last season. I do know that. So that's quite interesting that they're pairing the, the you know, defensive defensemen and the offensive defensemen from the Flames together in the queue. So I, I, actually, I actually see Kuznetsov turning into more of an NHLer than Poirier. Um, I, I, I only just yeah. this season started paying more attention to him and his game. And like, man, the guy's six, six, he's solid. He's a big boy and he plays defense. Well, like he's, he's basically a young good Branson in my mind. Yeah. So yeah. Come in and play third, third line minutes and just be that shutdown guy and just bully people out on the ice. Yeah. One, yeah. one of my, one of my all time favorite uh, flames, uh, Robin Regeer. Um, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a def- you know, an ex defenseman when it, when it came to my minor league uh, play. So I have a, I have a huge love and respect for stay at home defensemen that can get the job done and just kick the shit out of anybody that comes in your zone. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, me too. And I remember seeing Kuznetsov. uh, Fuck. I can't even remember. Was it last year's training camp? Yeah. I think it was last year's training camp. He was a part of, and I was really, impressed like he was really raw at that point um and obviously he's used the last year to um to really you know step it up and and uh you know hone some of his skills and and all that type of stuff um but i mean both of those guys are going to be in the ahl as well so i'm really interested to see if they if they keep that pairing together and it's going to be great having the AHL in Calgary because well, I, like I can't wait to go to games. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get a Jersey hundred percent. Well, a Wranglers Jersey. Oh yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I think yeah. that logo is sick. Oh yeah. I mean, come on. It looks incredible. Yeah. I think the safest one to get would probably be Dustin Wolf. Uh, fair enough. But you know, uh, Matthew Phillips has got a real soft spot in my heart. So that's, uh, that's probably what I'm getting. I live here in Victoria where he used to be the captain of the Royals. So it's, it's going to be hanging on my wall here with pride. Nice. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Even though this is probably his last year in Calgary, because let's face it, he's probably not going to make the the cut this year. I mean, who knows? He might have a crazy training camp coming up or the rookie camp and how, how old is he? Is he 28? Uh, I think oh, no, I think he's 25. 25? 25, something okay. like that, yep. yeah. But he's still, like, he's got the skill. I just don't think that he's got a spot on the Flames, unfortunately. Yep. But, again, that's what training camp's for, right? He, you never know if guys like that and, and like, Peltier, I mean, even, like, if those guys can step it up enough, then that makes possibly other guys expendable yeah. right and that's uh that's a good sign that's that's the beautiful thing about professional sports right you know players can get traded you know there there's there's always a spot or always yeah. the possibility of a spot yeah so i mean if, you know if a guy can push in, in uh in training camp and 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 get noticed because that's one thing that I that I I talk about all the time. I'm a I'm a big listener of the Fan 960 yeah. uh, in in the mornings, especially and and when you know Rhett Warner would be on there and he'd talk about training camp and that and how disgusted he was watching the the young guys in there because he's just like they're doing absolutely nothing to get noticed, right? Yeah, you know they're not they're not making that extra hit. They're not they're they're just not taking it to the next level. And, and so, it's almost like it's an all star game. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. They're, they're just trying to skill it up, skill it up. And, you know, look <laughs> at me, look at, this is what I can do for flash. But I mean, we all know Daryl, he's not about flash. And so if, if that's what you're going to bring to the table, you're going to spend at least another year in the A. Yep. That's true. Yeah. I, I could see pelts getting, getting a roster spot this year though. I, you know what? I, I, I could see it as well. It wouldn't surprise me. No. You know, it our, comes in and pushes. Yeah, a lot of our current wingers, they play left and right side, so it would be so hard to just switch one of those guys over and put Pelton on like the left wing on the third or fourth line. I could definitely like I don't see a way that, you know, throughout the season, even even if it's halfway through the year, somebody gets hurt, like he's the first guy up. Pretty like yeah. you have to think he's the first guy up. He's yeah. gonna get probably at least his nine game trial, if not more, you know, and may- maybe he might beat somebody out of a, out of a spot full time. Like who knows? It, it would be, it would be great to see. Cause I mean, we don't have all that many guys who usually come up that way. Like on the roster right now, I think all we have is Dubé and, and Manch that did that up front. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's nice having those like I mean, league backlit. minimum third liners instead of, you know, five, six million dollar third, third well, liners. One thing that comes to mind too is like Lucci, she's 34 this year, turning 35. Like he's going to, he's been declining. Um, yeah. He's obviously not the same player he was. And while he was still very effective last year, who knows? This could be the season where he rides the bench a little more than, yeah. than previous seasons. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know, right? I mean, there you know, we, we we've all been speculating about a, a big trade that's supposed to happen to bring somebody in as a top line right winger. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you know maybe that maybe that involves one or two wingers and 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 a defenseman and we and we pulled in that guy and then we bring up a you know bring bring up a Poirier or you know yeah. or, or somebody and, right. And to be honest, I could see someone like Dubé being being that guy that's used as that that bait to to bring someone else in yeah I uh, like like a dubé and a and a shillington or something like that and you know a, a, a dubé and poirier or something like that yeah no no <laughs> no 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 i um, mean i mean i i i wouldn't bet on it right are you dylan are you a betting man um i am when it comes to sports yeah, yeah. All right, let's what about pick- you, Ty? Uh, yeah, I do uh, fantasy hockey. I don't necessarily bet on games very often, though. Mm-hmm. I think after this ad, you will. Yeah, fair enough. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL's opening week was action-packed and is just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. You want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. 
This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 points at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, guys, I was just watching a uh, interview with Connor Zari, and I'll be honest, he looks like he's been working out all summer. He looks like he's put on, you know, the good kind of weight, and he looks like he's uh, a whole different guy, actually. Like, he just, he looks like puberty just fucking finished. (laughs) So... I'm interested to see how that plays out over the next, uh, you know, season or two. I don't think he's, you know, quite ready to play NHL minutes, but uh, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Um, it's it's good. It's good that he's taken taking the steps for, you know, you know for for health and and trying to you know bulk up and get ready for, you know you know, at least trying for a roster spot. I mean, he's not going to, um, I, I agree. He's not going to make the team this year, you know, maybe next, but, uh, I, I think it's, you know, he's making some, some good progress and, and, and showing that he's, he has what it takes. So it's, it's, let's bring it on. Yeah. You know, honestly, really, go ahead. Like, I'm one of those guys, like there, there was so much hype behind Zari and I was just like, I was a little bit let down that he ended up being our pick during the draft because, I had my eyes set on Brent, Brendan Schneider when we when we had that pick and then we traded down for him. Yeah. Schneider was the guy I wanted because I knew we were light on defense prospects and like look at him now he's turning into like a full fledged NHLer on yeah. New York Rangers who are deep on defense. Yeah, and for sure. We're sitting here with Sari who like sure he's taken another step and you say he looks good now but like I'm still a little hesitant in the back of my mind like did we pick the right guy in that draft? Yeah. I can see where you're coming from there. I think it's kind of um, tough to say that at this point, though, just because he's, you know, he came into camp last year and he broke his ankle blocking a shot. I think it was in his second shift. Like that set him back a lot. And then when he did come back, um, I've heard Mitch Love, who's the the, uh, Wranglers coach, talk a lot about him and how, he really came back slow to, to, you know, for the first little while that he was back. And then he finally started showing those signs of growth. And, and then he was a key contributor throughout their playoff run. And yeah. he's, he's really starting to, um, to progress properly. I think I'm not going to hype him up too much because I, you know, it it's hard seeing you know anything more than an AHL career for him well maybe not career but next couple of years anyways just with how our contracts are at the NHL level um yeah i would say he's probably 2 3 years away from making the roster yeah yeah and i think that's fair i think i think top line minutes uh, pro- like in the AHL for a year or two is probably going to be very, very uh, important for his development. And, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. I mean, in in the sixty-two games that he's played for Stockton, uh, now now the Wranglers, um, thirty-two points. I mean, it's it's okay. Um, yeah, and, it's it's nothing to nothing to go yeah. crazy about. That's for sure. No, and 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 the key contributor in the in the playoffs that you spoke of there in the thirteen games is he had two points, a goal, and assist. Yeah, and, apparently. Mitch Love was was talking very highly about his defensive game, um, which yeah. is good. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the the way we deal with with teenagers now, right? If yeah. uh, you know, if you if you don't if you don't have anything you know really good to say about production and what they're doing, you just you try and give them something, right? He, he played a good good defensive role, um, but as a center. I mean, I, I obviously want him to uh, to be able to play 200 feet, but I, I mean, mean, he was playing third line center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was stuck behind, yeah. you know, other guys at that point. But yeah, I know, yeah. I know what you're getting at. Yeah, well, I, one I, of I those just... other guys was Rusty Ruzishka, who, like, I'm excited to see play full time this year. Yeah, if he does, okay. I think he will. I mean, Backlund, kind of... Backlund seems to think he's about to sign. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say he needs he needs to have a contract first before we do anything. I, well, I mean, he, he was at that long. Flames golf tournament, and like all the yeah. all the reports are saying, like he's here. Expect him to have a contract signed before training camp starts here. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're hoping I've... so. But like, wh- where is he going to play? Well, that's the thing. See, like I I've talked on on the internet, Facebook, obviously the most toxic place in the world, and uh, I, I've put my comments out there like we have a plethora of center options currently on the team yeah and one thing that has always rolled around in my mind is potentially putting Lindholm back to right wing where he played previously and moving Kadri or Backlund up to that top line center spot and then that kind of shuffles all of our centers up and opens up a, a center spot for someone like Ruzichka or Phillips or not say Zari yeah. Like it, it opens up a spot for one of our prospects that need ice time at that level. I yeah. see what you're getting at there. And, and while I agree, kind of, I've, I've said that before uh, about Lindholm, as far as, you know, a lot of people forget that he had, you know, his second best season ever uh, playing on the right wing with Monaghan and Gaudreau. Yeah. So he, he is, you know, just as effective at wing, I think, as he is at center, but it'd be really tough to to move him over there. But I do like having two guys who can who can uh take face offs on the same line. Uh like, especially I, th- I think about line. the top line of like Kadri in the middle, the like he's gonna play his like rough tough two way like defender game. Yeah. Uh Lindholm also plays two way, but he's that prolific scorer. And then we got Huberdo who's just like the best passer in the league. Like that is that mm-hmm. top line is going to shut down any line that it comes across this season. I do like that. Um, I, I'm not I, so sure about like I, I like having Backland at third line center. I mean, he's a great second line center, but uh, just that that depth we have is really good, and it it's kind of too bad for Ruziska. I would, like there were times last year I thought Ruziska would be you know better suited towards you know maybe trying him on the second line. Because right. he was showing some pretty good offensive flair for a little while while he was actually playing, and then he just sat for the rest of the season. <laughs> so the, there was a another podcast out there. I won't, I won't name the other podcast, but it's one of those more popular ones. And 
um, he pulled up the stats and the most effective second line we had all season, they had like elite numbers, was Backlund in the middle, Coleman on the left, and Manji Pani on the right. That, that was our most effective center se- second line all season yeah. long. Like they had extremely good numbers. Yeah. When it, whenever that deviated, whenever they moved one of them up or down, it was it was wasn't as good. I won't say it, sh- it was shit, but their their shit wasn't packed as, as much as it was before. The uh, are are are, <laughs> are those stats from like beginning of the season till like the tenth of December? It it was beginning it the of the season, season till just just before playoffs. Interesting. Yeah. So they like those guys had great advanced stats. They really did. Like, I'm not a huge believer in advanced stats, but those guys had some really good advanced stats. Um, the thing is, is they didn't like besides besides Mangiapani in the first month of the season or two months of the season. Uh, none of them had good finishing stats, uh, and that's kind of important. Like. I really like having having uh, Backlund and Coleman together on the defensive line, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I'm really interested to see if if Mangiapane can be even close to what he was, or even even a fraction of what he was in the first two seasons. But if or the first two seasons, first two uh, two months, but then kind of stretch it out for the whole season instead of just like scoring in a bunch and then not scoring for the rest of the year. Bold yeah. prediction. I say Manji Pane pushes all season long and he takes the top line right wing spot and he turns into a superstar this season. Oof. Where were you well, last episode, Di? <laughs> we, probably we, at work. We we did bold predictions last week. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Christ. And, and that would have taken the cake. Yeah, no, that's my bold predictions. Manji Pane turns into our, our so, top line right wing. So it's, it's interesting that, that – um, what, what you're saying there as far as our most productive uh, second line because um, Dylan and I talked about it and we, and we looked at, at numbers on timing and, and where he was and Mangiapane got most of his points slash goals when he was on the third line. Right. Yeah, so, he did. But I think and, he was also playing with Coleman when he was on the third line. I don't think Coleman was on the second line at that point. Coleman, but I could be wrong. Coleman was with Backlund almost all year. Yeah, he's he started and and did played most of the season on the second line. Yeah. Already, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, I would love nothing more than to see, uh, you know, Coleman not get shit on by the fan base for being not the producer that people want him to be, and same with with uh with backland because both of those guys have so much more value to to the team and to team success than just scoring goals right um they but does the fan base realize that he played most of his minutes in tampa on the third line like the best third line in the history of the playoffs yeah. oh yeah yeah I'm, like i'm not there's zero slight there against coleman no i, I, don't think no, I, I know there's not yeah well, but, to be but, honest i don't think i heard anything negative about coleman all season Oh, I heard lots of people shit on him for not yeah. scoring. I, I oh. see a I see a lot of people voice their opinion about about his lack of. I think it's more the four point nine million dollars than it is like like, and I kind of agree he might be overpaid a little bit, but like I'd be fine with him. Like I'd be happy with him at you know 
Well, thing four is, point, that's a contract you can move to, right? Yeah. What's that? It's a contract you can move to. Like, I'm I'm not sure if he has a no trade clause, but that's uh, I, I mean, think he does. It's, oh, it's, yeah. Brad Brad was handing those out over the last two years, like like <laughs> like candy. He's like, I can't pay you money, but I can tell you I won't trade you. True. <laughs> Unless you ask for a trade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's got a no trade clause this year and next year, and then the last three seasons it's modified. Right. Yeah. What's the modified on it? I'm trying to figure that out. Ten right modification. Ten, uh, t- ten, ten team trade list. Yeah. Ten. Oh, that's fucking tons. Yeah. yeah. That's tons. That's a third of the league. Damn. I mean, no. we just moved Monahan. Like we we could move him, Coleman if we needed to. Yeah, I don't think we'd have to pay somebody to take Coleman though. No, um, I mean, especially at four point nine, that's that's not bad at all. That's no. true. That's true. But um, I mean, like you to... might have, you might have to pay somebody when he's thirty three. True. Yeah, but but it's still, I mean, four point nine, especially with the cap projected to go up, that's that's not bad. Yeah, not, exactly. That. And the 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 cap is projected to go up uh, in two years. Like uh, Sarah Bali, I think was was saying it that the projection is in two years it's going to jump by nine. Oh wow! Which is fucking tons. Um, but that's like he said, nothing's set in stone. Obviously, it's just uh, what they're saying is going to happen in two years which is also i'm just saying when uh when lindholm's deal and hannafin too i think both of their deals end so i, I could see us moving hannafin before his contract comes to an end like in in the final season if we're not in a good like solid playoff spot or if someone desperately wants him mm-hmm. um, I, I bet you lindholm's gonna get it around nine mil though on a contract extension i would be I would I'd be think. happy with Lindholm at, at nine. Yeah. I'd be fucking pumped. Yeah, you can't you can't have a player that's been on on the top line since he came here and not pay him nine at least. Yeah, exactly. What do we yeah. pay him now? Like four. Yeah, like yeah. anybody who's second in in sulky voting should get. You know, I, I remember I, I saw stuff all the time. It was just like when when Goudreau was potentially resigning, or at least everyone thought there was just like. Uh, all the, all the rumors are coming out like 10 million stuff like and people were just like well no he should be getting like Elias money like Lindholm money it's just like listen like Lindholm isn't even getting Lindholm money like, yeah exactly severely Lind- underpaid Lind- Lindholm's getting uh 4.85 yeah <laughs> and like I liken that that deal is kind of like the deal that McKinnon has been on for so long oh totally and I don't mean in the fact that that Lindholm is McKinnon because he's not but yeah I'm saying like that's how underpaid Lindholm is. Yeah. And that's McKin- how underpaid McKinnon is. And that's the thing. Like McKinnon only took that deal and his whole purpose was to stay in Colorado and win the cup. Yeah. He yeah. did that. Now he's gonna get a monster contract. And like the fans in Colorado are pissed. They're just like, you you took back you went back on your word, blah blah blah. And like it's like, no, he didn't. He he did exactly what he said he was gonna do. He took less money, he won his cup. Now he gets paid. That's yeah. right. And right, and rightfully so, promise. rightfully so. He's been a superstar since he came in the league. Totally, like, you have turning. to pay the man. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, lately. man, like I've I've been hearing the number between eleven and twelve for him, which yeah, he, he is that. huge. Eight years. 
and but but that's the thing with the projected cap going up and all that type of stuff like by the time the third year of that contract comes up he's going to be like the 10th highest paid in the league yeah it's you know what i mean panarin like again it, somehow what's that it's gonna be panarin at number one again somehow <laughs> fuck you man yeah what's he making like 11 and a half this year like, it's like 11 and a half 12 or something like that yeah yeah i think he was playing on on the second line last year too for quite a while i mean he's a great player i i love panarin i i'd love having panarin but maybe not at 11 and a half well, that's the thing. Like, you can't justify keeping Panarin on the top line when you have a guy like Kreider who's, you know, got 50-plus goals. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he he becomes your top left wing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you guys have anything else you're looking forward to in camp? or? I mean, I'm just looking forward to, to watch some damn games. Yeah. <sighs> Me too. You know, the, the, the international play and the... And the you know the, the women's play there. I mean, it was you know fun. It was like an appetizer, right? Totally. And now I want a meal. Like let's let's go get some. I'm I'm really pumped for this season. I can't Me wait well. for uh, I can't wait for for the season to get rolling and, and see how these you know these new this new look flames uh, figures it out, right? Yeah, um, it might take a couple weeks, might take a month or whatever, but I think once they figure it out, they'll they'll be flying uh, mm-hmm. pretty high. And, yeah, I don't know. I think they might be firing on all cylinders like right away. Pick up where we left off last year. It'd be like, you know, the J&T that left, it's like they were never here. That Ooh. would that Ooh. would certainly yeah, be nice. Nobody's... Yeah. Exactly. They, that they, would they... certainly be nice, but I just, I can't, like, those guys had those, you know, that chemistry because they played half the year together like the the Lindholm Gaudreau Kachuk line played together for half the year under Daryl and started flying at the end of the year previous and then last year they had pre-existing chemistry whereas not like and like any of the three guys who are going to play on the first line will not have played together pretty much almost any version of what you can you know, there, there's going to need to be chemistry built before they start yeah. like flying. And I do think they'll start flying, but it just might take a month or so. Yeah. I'm, prediction for me. I'm going to say we don't lose until game five or six of the season. Do you know, we, we play Colorado and Edmonton in the first two games. Yep. Okay. Okay. Not, not that I think Edmonton's great, but yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, Heard it here first, you, folks. Heard it here first. Um, you you should have been on yet last last episode. You really should have. Just shooting I, uh, out those predictions left and right. I I honestly think with with the vision that Huberdeau has on the ice and Lindholm's ability to be open. And right. his release on a shot when people are just turning their heads and finding out he has the puck, I I think it's going to be at at worst a week before they're firing. Yeah, yeah, at worst. Hmm. Fair enough. Well, and you, you got to think too, who's going to start on that top line on the right wing? It's probably going to be Tyler Toffoli, who is mm-hmm. also a proven goal scorer as long as he has a he is. He had a playmaker with him. He he had a rough season um, when he when he came here. I mean, he obviously started out great, but then kind of teetered off a bit. But he was also coming off a 
know, a cup run of his own. So I would imagine he wasn't exactly in, in peak physical form. Well, and, and you know what, what, what I think happened, like you said, he started real hot those first two games. Yeah. Who did he play with those first two games? He got both those goals from Johnny, wasn't it? Like yeah. an excellent playmaker. And then all of a sudden we shipped him off to the second line, the third line, try to find a spot with yeah. players that aren't necessarily that type of playmaker. And he, right. he suffered. Well, that, that's what I'm thinking too. Like, that's actually one thing I, I meant to write down about the, about what I'm looking forward to seeing in camp is, is Tyler Toffoli, hopefully having a little bit more foot speed. Like he's never had that much foot speed, but mm. hopefully having just a little bit more and uh, you know, hopefully gathering some chemistry with, with you know, whether it's Huberto or Kadri or, or whoever. And uh, yeah. he's, he's kind of like, wing monahan you know what i mean like back when monahan was good <laughs> he's a guy who likes to get in front and shoot the puck gather rebound shoot the puck yeah he and... is good at that he's also pretty good at driving the net with the puck too though that's true so hopefully hopefully that you know yeah hopefully that comes to fruition because i'd love to see that you know two-way in Lindholm and the sniper and the playmaker. Exactly. Um, you know, that, that would just be a really, really good line, I think. And then that would that, also free up Kadri to be the second line center. And honestly, I think like a, a Kadri Coleman Mangiapani line. I think that like the four check on that line would be nuts. It'd be feisty. Yeah. Kadri Lucic Mangiapani. Let's go. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Bold prediction. <laughs> What's the next bold prediction, Ty? Lou Cheech with 32 goals. Oh, man. Wouldn't that be glorious? Holy, I would have I so mean, much content on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the big man. <laughs> Sand people. I can, I, can, uh, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, that. That would be incredible, but unfortunately, my prediction for Lou Cheech is he sits on the bench a little more this season. Boo. Yeah, Boo. I know. I don't think like we don't have any other really, I guess Kadri, but like we don't have too many tough guys anymore, especially with good brands. And like, I don't see unless he gets traded, I don't see Lucic not playing at least the majority of the season. I could see him sitting a few games, but like we don't really need a, a tough guy anymore. Like last, last season, could Branson and Lucci, sure, they, they dropped the mitts a couple of times, but they, they weren't effective as the tough guys anymore. Good Branson a few times, yeah, but like even near, near the end, like they weren't fighting at all anymore, no matter what happened on the ice. Well, that's no, because they, that, the other team was scared. Yeah, that's scared because they were on them. the ice. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like they're on the ice, and like so they're not effective anymore. They, they're just there as skaters, and their skating ability is not good anymore. And if no one wants to fight them, then you know, they don't really have that high of a value anymore. Other other than the fact when, when you got guys like Johnny Gaudreau coming out three quarters of the way through the season and actually mentioning the fact that he, he feels that he's, he has a lot more ice because Luch is around. Not fair. It's kind of funny that, that Johnny followed uh, Good Branson to, to Columbus. That is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they overpaid on Goo Branson like crazy. What are you talking about? 
gets four million by four years. I mean, I wouldn't pay him that, but absolutely not. But I mean, I, I think I honestly think he's worth it. With this, can I can I had. ask you guys what you would pay him? Like, I'd probably go. I would say two and three a half. times two. Yeah. yeah, I'd be comfortable in the, in the two million range, like the yeah. low two. Yeah, three, three, two, or or two and a half by three for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to be honest, I thought he was going to sign for like resign for one point five, take a discount to stay in Calgary. I did too, actually. Boy, I did too. Wrong. Well, he he seemed so happy in Calgary, and like it was the first time he fit on a team in a long time, and he even said it several times. Yeah. But I mean, I don't blame him at all. Like somebody's throwing four million dollars at me when i'm probably worth two i'm i'm going for it <laughs> yeah when you're when you're in that in that stage of your career and somebody just throws 16 million dollars at you i mean you're probably going to take it right yeah and then chris pronger is going to make a co- post on social media saying how he hasn't made it yet because he actually has all these fees to pay and stuff and we're all going to laugh at him oh fuck wasn't that bad yeah it was so oh. bad i read it and then I kind of cocked my head a little, and then I read it again. I was trying to feel sorry for him. God, it was hard. It was super hard. I still don't feel sorry no. for him. You know, oh man, you know, because I mean, he had car payments. He had to buy a car oh, with man. his twenty-five million. A car, if Jesus. you can imagine. Whew. And 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 buy a house. Son of a bitch. <laughs> right. I tell you what. And I, I think the final thing he said is he, <laughs> even those players that are making three three million, after all their expenses and everything, their take home is only six hundred and fifty thousand. Mm. Excuse me? What? That's, God damn it, that's horrendous. I can't like you can't even live with that. Oh, I'm trying to think of Chris Pronger as like a, a legitimate number one defenseman for so many years. <laughs> at, like, how is this guy not having you know bonuses as far as uh, you know ad, adver- advertising fees and stuff like that like he's got to be m- making a bunch of extra money at that time too like and that stuff you know a lot, I, like, I don't think he was talking about himself i think he was talking about other people that that he played with because okay. he, made, he made well more than three million most of his career yeah I uh, oh, yeah. I I fear that maybe the concussions have finally caught up to him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so I'm excited about the season, Dylan. How about you? Oh, I'm fucking pumped. Fucking pumped. How about Ty? Is Ty excited? I mean, he, he bought Dude. some new LED lights for yeah. it. Yeah, my shit's yeah. packed, and I'm ready for the season. Third time in one episode. Well done, sir. Hashtag it, people. Hashtag it. Let's go viral. Hashtag shit's packed. Speaking of viral. Um, <laughs> anyways. So uh, there it is. That was some good shit right there. Shit. I don't even. I, I'm, that was good shit. So should we pack it up then, boys? Uh, grown. Yeah, we should. Here it is, another episode. Getting excited. We're uh, getting getting within uh, days of uh, the camp. Whew. Let's, go, 
Let's go, Flames. <laughs> Cheers. This episode has been too much for Chris. Yeah, it has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a roller coaster ride, just like the off season. <laughs>